0: Hello everybody, uh welcome back to the Dollcast. This is episode two or probably episode one from this series. Um the previous one was a pilot. So yes, welcome anyway. For those of you who don't know me, well I am Titlan. I am currently unemployed, well not quite of sponging off the system, but yeah, I'm unemployed at the moment. Um have a blog, the Dollscom Diaries. If you came across to this through that then I don't need to explain this to you. But anyway, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm originally from Mexico. I've been in the UK for nine years now, um, and well, yeah, it's pretty much permanent, really. So yeah, I love it. I'm a British subject now. Uh, three quarters of me officially hate the English, and yeah, it is pretty good. Yeah, I'm settled to the point that yeah, I'm on benefits now because I'm unemployed. But anyway, um, about me being in the UK, yeah, well over nine years ago it's really good yeah it's actually pretty similar to mexico um you'd be surprised yeah like i don't know one of the main differences really is that in mexico we have a lot more horses ah but that's because the countryside is a lot bigger and yeah we have more space for them and there is a lot of mustaches but not as many as in soho on a saturday night anyway um so yeah it's pretty cool i don't know i live in the southeast I've been traveling recently and I've come back with like, I don't know, some really good memories and all that but I don't like to share them because I hate sounding like a twat that always compares to Oh yeah, I remember this time when I was in in Penang and I had the best carry in the world and I only paid the person 10p for it Um, but it was like, that was including tip and I was over generous because, I don't know, we've all met people like that and actually they're a pain in the arse and you just want to thump them uh, frankly, those people, I just refer to them as "cunt." so, yeah, anyway, as you can see, my language has flourished while I've been in the UK. Um, I've got a bit of an intelligible accent, which makes me quite unique, I wish to think. So, yeah, well, talking about accents, it's like, I don't know, obviously when I first got to the UK, I, it was very difficult for me to understand some accents. From the southeast, it was fine, but if it was like rough from the southeast or too posh, I just couldn't make any sense of it. And actually, I don't think many people could understand me either. I still get every now and again people that just look at me kind of like puzzled when I'm talking and laugh if somebody else laughs, or probably just laughs at the nonsense that is coming out of my mouth, or just the simple fact they can't understand a word of what I'm saying. But yeah. I don't know, my favorite accent in the UK, I think it would have to be Geordie, because yeah, the first time I heard it, I couldn't understand a fucking word of what they were saying, but it's incredibly funny. Um. So, anyway, cast number two, this is an ongoing project, I'm going to put them up on the net soon, by the time that you hear them, uh, they'd be up. My rush to record episode number two is because I'm hoping that my luck will change and I'll get a job soon. So i got to do them while I'm unemployed. Because if not, that would be just cheating, really. And I wouldn't like to deceive you any. Well, to deceive any of you. Because it would be unfair. I don't even know you. Um. So, yeah, well, I don't know the difference. is Mexico, the UK. You have to go there to see them. Um... It's a beautiful place, it's beautiful like the UK. Uh, as far as accents here, we get like, I don't know, not as many accents as in the UK, but there's a variety of accents. The most despicable one is the accent from Mexico City. Basically, it would be the equivalent of kind of like a Scouse accent, with all the respect, dumb, that, whoever deserves respect in Liverpool. Um, I not, like, I don't know, when describing the accent from Mexico City or describing the Scouse accent to people in Mexico basically comes down to the same thing. I cannot replicate the Scouse accent with, like, I don't know, an accurate description for it, I've thought. And it's basically, when you have a, when you come out of the shower and you have a cotton bud and it looks perfectly fine, and you go and shove it into your ear and start spinning it all around, and basically it seems that instead of cotton wool, it had actually candy floss and as soon as it touched the water it just disappeared melted away and you're just scraping inside your ear with a fucking plastic tube so yeah that's pretty much that sums up both the Mexico City accent and the Scouts accent so yes Um. what else to say I don't know there's so many things to say and so little meaning to them it's just like, I don't know, it's so nice to be here recording something, feeling unproductive and bored enough to actually just record my words and the sound of my words anyway. Uh, from the last episode, I actually, I didn't like the sound of my voice. It sounded incredibly flat. Um, yeah, I hate my voice anyway. Probably you do too, and I know you listen to it. If you pay attention, every now and again, some words will pop up. And if they sound funny, it sounds. If they sound funny, it's basically, because I'm doing an impression of Lloyd Grossman, so it's not me being a cunt or having a really shit accent, Uh, but it's me making an impression of Lloyd Grossman, so if I sound like a cunt at any point throughout this podcast, I am actually not doing my own voice, I'm impersonating somebody else, so yes, um... What else to say, well basically I fill my time uh, writing in the Scum Diaries on Blogger, um, cleaning up the house, especially recently, like I don't know, hoovering, washing up, the laundry, all those interesting things, I'm teaching myself to learn how to play, the, no, I'm not teaching myself to learn how to play the bass, I'm teaching myself to play the bass, which is quite Interesting and challenging because I'm not very coordinated and I get fairly fat fingers That's why I picked the bass because it's four strings. I got four fingers. If it was a guitar I would just fuck it all up, so I'm not even gonna bother anymore with that and As well, I read I put like I don't know I've put a couple of reviews on the Blog of the books that I've read recently, so yeah, I enjoy reading and uh, there's nothing wrong with it the one thing, the one reading, and everybody like know, everybody knows this, and it's unbelievable. When you look at the bestseller list, and it's like, how many of the books are the poor me books? The ones that, like, I don't know, somebody that got buggered as a child. So many horrible things that it's like, I don't know, fair enough. But it's like, why do you want to go through it all over again? And the scariest thing about it is the amount of people that buy these books and have the morbid uh, passion to read about somebody being buggered or beaten up as a child and they just can't get enough of it like, for fuck's sake, it's like, what's wrong with these people? it's like, oh, you know what, actually, my my life wasn't bad enough so I'm just gonna read something really fucking miserable to cheer me up I don't know, it's just unbelievable and on top of that, it's like, I don't know all the biographies that are coming out that it's just like, people that have done absolutely nothing whatsoever of interest in their lives and I seem to be able to feel like I don't know 300 pages of it just talking absolute shit at least you're not paying for my blog that's a big difference my one is for free with these people you have to pay for it so if, if you're interested in that kind of shit like well, I wasn't buggered as a child or at least I blocked it out of my head and I just can't remember it and Apart from that, yeah, I just got an incredible amount of nonsense to share with you, but it's free. Funny thing with, like, I don't know, set-list celebrity celebrity biographies is not only the amount of them and how vacuous they are, but it's like to the point that they're getting, like, I don't know, people 21, 22-year-old just writing, like, I don't know, on their second or third book. It's like Jerry Halliwell has got two or three biographies out there, and it's like, what has she done of interest or worth telling people, like I don't know, she survived on her anorexia but then she went on the other end of the scale and just completely fucked it up, so it's, I don't know, I don't think it's interesting to read, kind of like, oh well I didn't eat and I made myself sick for so many times today, or I went binge eating for the whole fucking day, I fouled my bed and I'm losing self-respect, so, that's actually that's not about me anyway. Just about their books. Um, I wonder if it's gonna gonna get, gonna get to the point that said celebrities will need to publish another biography, and actually would go home and beg their parents to bugger them and beat the shit out of them just so that they have something to write again. So I don't know. It's just it's a crazy, crazy world, and I just don't know where it's gonna like I don't know where it's gonna take us. So there you go. yes i'm talking about like the passion for celebrities it's amazing the number of magazines the weekly magazines that you can buy for like 70p or one pound there's just everything about hounding celebrities doing the least interesting things you could ever imagine it's like yes they go shopping they get more money than you and they can afford to buy a lot more shit than you can that's why they're shopping most of the time or just having coffee with their friends you can't afford to do that as many times as they do and those magazines are there just to remind you how poor and uninteresting you are you've not made it into a magazine and nobody will take a photo of you having a coffee with a friend of you apart from your friend it's just unbelievable. all those magazines i just i see them as kind of like white trash pornography it's basically what people get their kicks looking at it's not even reading there is nothing to reading them it's just look at the pictures like it's graduating from comic books to that it's like i don't know fucking this has a lot more depth than those magazines at least it's at moments it's witty and satirical and extremely offensive these magazines are just offensive to everyone and people just don't seem to be able to get enough of them It's not, I don't know, they just make me absolutely sick. And it makes me even sicker to admit that, yeah, I've indulged into flicking through them every now and again. Obviously that happens, like, not when I go to the hairdressers because I cut my own hair, or not really that often when somebody leaves them on the train because I would look incredibly gay if I pick up a left issue of heat and start flicking through and going oh i didn't know she cut her hair so yeah i'm not i don't buy them uh i don't go looking for them they just come across my way and i flick through them so yeah i'm part of it but at least i'm not paying for it um it's just i don't know it's just unbelievable really the madness well, it's not even madness the stupidity that we've reached um, it's just, I don't know, there's so little to say, I don't know what else to say about that, it's just like celebrities, too much of them, I I really don't give a fuck, the only thing that I'm mildly concerned is about Madonna's adoption, that it, she's not adopted the kid anyway, she's just serving as a foster home, but she's gonna get the kid anyway, so uh, it's not even a point to get angry about it. A funny thing when watching the footage when she actually went to Malawi to pick the kid, not only was it a Duncan kind of like a supermarket or an auction or I don't know, yeah, a little kid taken to the shops. Um, that was Madonna, by the way. But it was as well another thing that I just thought, can I go just give it a rest? Is when they were showing her dancing with the tribeswomen. And, like, I don't know, the tribesmen were dancing, they, like, I don't know, they do that, they do it pretty well. And then Madonna trying to copy them, she just looked absolutely pathetic. However, she didn't look half as pathetic as Guy Ritchie prancing around with a video camera trying to capture all these moments and you know we're going to be subjected to it as a documentary in three years' time because he hasn't been able to do another fucking good movie, thanks to his wife. His career was absolutely destroyed, and now everybody like i don't know everybody likes off revolver, but everybody forgets that he did a remake of a French movie and Madonna was a star in it and it was a fucking dive it was like, I don't know, it was the worst movie in the world so there you go, I don't know, I'm looking forward to watching the documentary and looking at all those set-up photographs of a happy family enjoying them, having a black baby it's just, I don't know, it's just classic I just hate the way they objectify these kids so there you go, there's like, I don't know, there's a couple of entries on the blog for you to read if you haven't read them about it so yes and about adoption it's so funny recently it was the adoption week in the uk and they were showing mainly um kids of two years like i don't know two years of age onwards because those kids like i don't know it's really difficult when if you don't adopt a kid well if a kid doesn't get adopted by the age of two it is very difficult for them to get adopted and they can just end up staying within the system forever and some will turn out good some won't you you really don't know what can happen to them there you have even less of a clue as if they were living in your house and hanging out with fucking drug dealers in the local park it's just insane that these kids can just stay there but the matter saying at the same time me and my wife are quite young and when that thing was going on, I just looked at it, and I was kind of like, oh, yeah, it would be cool to adopt. Um, just, like, it, boy, it's the fashion, obviously, so I would like to do everything that Madonna does. Um, so I'm hoping to release a really shit record, um, like, soon. And then just jump onto any bandwagon, and hopefully people, because of my history, will think that I'm setting a trend. Um... But back to adopting, it would be great because, like, I don't know, my wife and I, as I said, are quite young. So I could see us going to an orphanage and trying to adopt a kid, but and like, at our age, we're, like, I don't know, we're young. We're not past 30-something. <laughs> and it's, like, at our age, going to an orphanage and then looking at kids. And actually, what would they do if my wife and I just looked at a kid, a 12-year-old kid, and go kind of like, yeah, we want to adopt him or her. They'd immediately be so suspicious. They'd be kind of like... Uh, do you want to look at the babies? No, 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 we, we like that one. Yeah, yeah. How, old, how old is he or how old is she? Uh, 12 or 13. Oh yeah, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, we'll adopt him. They're immediately gonna think we're pedophiles. So it's just, what's the point? You gotta be, like, I don't know, you gotta be a lot older to adopt them in case it doesn't look dodgy, but then when you see on TV, most of the pedophiles that get arrested are actually really old people, are the people that they would allow to adopt these 12 or 13 year old kids. So, there you go, that's my view on adoption. Well, not in general, just about thinking of me adopting somebody but uh, I don't think it's going to happen. As I said in the previous episode, it's more likely that I'll donate sperm and you'll see some of my kids walking around. Probably you will have one of my kids. Or, no, nah, actually, that wouldn't be an awful lot. I'm not going to say anything else. I was going to say something really, really nasty. But, yeah, my my sperm could be out there making a family happy and then making them cry after five or six years. But there you go. Um, On top of that i think i can just add basically about um, christmas it's like i don't know it's still like a million weeks away i don't know right now it's the middle of november i don't know when you're going to listen to this but it's amazing if you think back when you went to the supermarket mid-october and there was already christmas pie like i don't know mince pies and christmas decorations and advent calendars in the supermarket way before halloween decorations or costumes or anything like that christmas stuff made it before there it's just unbelievable and then like i don't know everybody having adverts with santa claus and everything and it's like my wife was saying the other day santa claus wouldn't shop in morrison's and i think he would he he's fat and he comes from the north and that's my mobile phone but anyway, we'll answer it in a minute. It was just a voicemail anyway. I might edit this bit out. Um, yes, yeah, Santa Claus, it's fat, northern. Of course he's going to shop in Morrison's. There is no question about it. He would shop there every fucking day. And another thing about Santa Claus, they never show his sleigh. And you know why? Because of the, all the advertising that he does, his sleigh would look like a fucking Formula One car. Brands all over the shop and I wouldn't be that surprised if he had cigarette adverts like I don't know Marlboro or Chivas Regal or Johnny Walker written on it and probably actually just to chuck things in he would probably have an arms dealer written on the side of the slate, just kind of like I don't know doing him a favor he owes him one or something like that so yeah I don't know it is a funny world and I don't think it's very funny anyway um another thing that i was thinking about the other days about uh, vegetarians vegans um carnivores and so on and it's like about fidelity when you're in a relationship in a long-term relationship about being faithful it's just like i don't know it is difficult for some people it is easy for some people uh some people just can't do it some people would not do it whether if they could or not they just don't want to do it and so on now I was thinking I I think the vegetarians are likely to be more faithful than carnivores and it's from a very very simple thing. Cause when like I don't know when carnivores like I don't, they always tell you, oh why would I want anything? I don't know, whatever, why would I want a McDonald's burger if I got steak at home? I was like, Yeah, that's great, but how many times have you got pissed, walked home and got a kebab? It's as simple as that. You'd never hear vegetarian or vegan going kind of like, oh, why would I go for falafel when I get tofu at home? That just, it just sounds stupid and they realize their mistakes, so there is no way around it. It's as simple as that. And I think I'm going to wrap it up here because I'm just dribbling and there is no order to this. It might need to be redone. I really don't know. I can't even tell you that much, I haven't even been out for drinks that long, like, well, in, in a while, went to a concert, really good, haven't been to the cinema in ages, want to see the James Bond film, Went to see The Prestige, Went to see Borat, um, so yeah, anyway, I haven't done much, I haven't got any money to do much. So it's like, I don't know, at best, I think it gets really exciting twice a day when I get to go outside the flat and have a cigarette. That is a very guilty and expensive pleasure I'm indulging in right now that I'm unemployed. Though I'm really, really pushing the luxury le- line up because I'm not smoking Rollies, I'm smoking Marlboros. And no, I'm not advertising, they're not sponsoring me. The, I, no, I don't think they would even sponsor lung cancer. But there you go. So thank you very much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this. I hope it wasn't too fast, too much, too little sense or too intelligible uh, for you to make anything out of it. So yeah, thank you very much for listening and hope to uh, be in your player sometime soon. Thank you very much. Goodbye.